Hey, Josh, I can't hear you, but this is my fault. So give me one second here. Talk to me, Josh. There we go. You're all good. Uh, hear me now? Yeah. <laughs> well, where awesome. are you? Are you in space or where, yes. where are you, man? Well, technically, we are all in space. So we're oh. just on a big rock in uh, skin suits flying around. But uh, yeah. I like I'm, that. I'm in the astral plane. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. I'm just, my, I'm just in my studio right now. This is just white paper, white paper backdrop. Oh, wow. So you have you always had a studio or did you get that going for COVID or what? I actually had a studio um, before that. I uh, I used to be the voice of uh, this this gossip show, um, and uh, I would have to kind of do that every single day, um, and, and you know basically just talk about what the the fluff stories of the day would be. And so that was something that I had to do every day, regardless of like what was going on. So I had to put in like I I wouldn't even get the job unless I had a studio at home. So that was like. That was probably about 10 or 11 years ago that I got that job. And that lasted actually for like 10 years. So that was a, it was a good job while it lasted. And, uh, and so I had to make an investment to get a vocal booth and all that probably about 11 years ago. And then, um, I mean, I'm a techie, man. Like I love gear. I love, I love technology. I, I love, uh, tweaking stuff and building things. So it was just something where once I had that investment, I just started upgrading and I'm also a singer musician and stuff. So I had, I, I already had like the desire to get other gear for that. Um, so a lot of my gear is kind of overkill for voiceover, but, um, you know, it's their toys, you know? So I, I just kind of went from there. And then by the time the pandemic hit, I was actually pretty well prepared to make that transition. Cause right now, like, so much more work has has um, not only gone uh, to home recording, but stayed that way. I mean, I'd say about 90 percent of my work, even this year, has been has been uh, from home, um, and and productions that normally would have been um, things that I would have had to go in for. They they just do it at home. Like if you have if you have something that can sound broad broadcast broadcast quality <laughs> at home, then uh, then they're fine with it. They're fine with it. So uh, where I'm recording now is like right outside my vocal booth, like behind that that backdrop is where my vocal booth is. And, uh, so it's a little boomy in here. I haven't really treated this space yet. Um, but I'm working on that. Just lumber is really expensive and <laughs> I, I was going to build all my sound panels and everything, but like plywood sheets are crazy still. So I'm, uh, waiting for that to go down a little bit. What, um, you know, what, mic, what, what is some mics you're a fan of brother? Um, well, the workhorse that I usually use is a Sennheiser 416. That's what I'm talking on right now. That's, uh, I have another one in, in there for, uh, you know, in, in my booth. Cause it's not a big booth. It's like four by four, um, which is actually kind of terrible dimensions. Um, had I, had <laughs> I known that, um, when, when I first got this booth, cause I, I was, I, I was thrown into it kind of deer in headlights. They're like, you're going to get this job, but you have to get a booth and you start next week. So I had no time to really research anything. It was really just, I have to buy a booth. So I went and I bought a prefab booth and, uh, hold on. Where do you uh, buy a booth? Like, where do you buy that from? There are different companies. I'd rather not like plug this. No, no, don't plug them. But I I haven't, I haven't been happy with the booth. Um, it took like days worth of work and tuning and a ton of extra foam and other things to get it to not sound boxy. Uh, and the build quality was really not all that great. So, um, you know, one of these days I'll upgrade it, but um, like I said, I love to tweak things. I love to, uh, to, to build things. So I've got it sounding really good now. Um, but in a small space like that, 416s are really, really good because they reject, a, they pretty much reject anything that's not like right on axis. Mm. So, um, you don't really hear the room as much. Whereas if I was, if I was on like, like a Neumann or something, like you'd hear a lot more of the room. 
Um, Neumann's are really pricey. I'm probably going to get like a TLM. Was it the one, the one hundred two or the one hundred three? There, there's one that's like you know the smaller version of the U eighty seven. Or maybe I'll just maybe I'll just save up for a U eighty seven. You, you really are a geek because you know oh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know your codes. You'll say U eight forty seven and <laughs> I have a Rode K two, which is an Aussie mic actually, um, and I bought it before it was cool. So um, this is a Rode. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rhodes are good mics, man. I got uh well I, I it's um it's the K two, which is the tube mic, the tube version of like the NTK. And uh I had it I had it upgraded by this guy who's sadly no longer in business. His name is Michael Jolie, and he used to do this thing called the Octava Mod. And and it basically made it sound more Neumann-esque. Um and it sounds great, but again, like it's not it's not great in a small room because you can hear that it's a small room. So um, if I ever get a bigger vocal booth, then I'll probably use that mic a lot more. Um, but uh, I mean, it's it's a great sounding mic. Um, it's not serviceable anymore because he's no longer in business. He just uh, he couldn't compete with a lot of the cheaper mics that were coming out of China that uh, that were really good Neumann knockoffs. So uh, sadly, he's no longer in business. But I still I always really- hear Neumann. Yeah, whenever I talk to actors, there's always they're like those are those are the ones that they use all the time. It's either going to be a U87, a TLM102, or um, or a Sennheiser 416. That's that's pretty much the the main three that they use. And I mean, there are exceptions. There's sometimes they use. There's this other little little Neumann. No, it's not. I don't even think it's a Neumann. I don't know who makes it, but it's like a little little tiny mic. It it, it's so cute, and and it looks like (laughs) a joke. It it looks like the Apogee. Have you seen like the Apogee mic? the MIC or whatever. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's literally yeah. like this. It's not that it's, it's a, it's a different brand, but it looks kind of like that. And the first time I saw it, I'm like, you're going to record me on that. That's like tiny. <laughs> and they sound amazing. So, um, yeah. 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 Um, Kisma, he says, thank you for the Spider-Man memes. And I, Oh, you're very welcome. That was actually my wife's idea and it's her birthday today. So, um, Oh, happy birthday. I, yeah, like the only thing she really wanted to do is um, we we she's a, a huge gamer just like myself. So um, well, we're not huge; we're like average size. But um, she likes to play uh, lots of video games, and we we've been playing a lot of Minecraft. So that's actually what I was doing right before this, and that's what I'm going to be doing right when I'm done. Um, <laughs> my my kids were first into it, and so um, oh well. But again, I'll, I'll get back to that. But um, yeah, it was her idea for me to do the Spider Man memes. She basically. Uh, she saw back, I guess, what was it, 2010, or I, I don't even remember when I did them. Um, 2013. Spy- was it 13? Yeah, yeah. Where she saw all the Spider-Man memes, and she had actually told me this like two years beforehand. And she's like, there's a lot of Spider-Man memes out. You should read them as as Spectacular Spider-Man. And, and I don't know why I didn't do it just like right off the bat. Um, but I finally got around to it like years later and it, it was like my first YouTube video to ever get like more than a million views. I was going to say, did you <laughs> expect that? Do you expect that um, blow up? No, I didn't. Like, it was funny. Like I put them up and, and, and I was just kind of nervously checking, um, what, what the, what the views were at. And then all of a sudden I just started seeing them jump and jump and jump and jump. And I started seeing people sharing it and the retweets and all the, like the reshares and all that were going out of control. And then we had to go to dinner that night and I wouldn't do anything except stare at my phone and just keep refreshing. Cause I was like, Oh my God, there's still more views. There's still more views. This is insane. And, um, yeah, like that, it, it was crazy. So I did a couple more. And by that time, I think I'd gone through most of the really, really good Spider-Man memes, everything that I, that I, saw left was like either like racist or homophobic or or just really horrible stuff that i would never ever imagine peter saying and like i wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole so um i really tried to just keep them in into memes that i could see peter saying um because you know i i've been a spider-man fan my whole life i totally respect the character and and i wasn't gonna you know do do anything uh untoward with him 
So, um, so yeah, so I, I wish I would have put those up earlier. And then my wife had a similar idea for, um, uh, when I was on Voltron for Shiro, she's like, you should sing You're Welcome as Shiro. And I was like, that's a good idea. And it still took me like a year after she told me to do it, to do it. And, uh, and that's my highest viewed video. That's like over, that's, that's over two months. I know. Years. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, no, I, I just, I, I have to listen to her a lot more because she has great ideas <laughs> and, uh, and I can get very lazy and, and not do them. And, uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so we were playing Minecraft. We're going to go play some more. I finally built some portals into the nether and, uh, I've been farming in there, dude. I can. I had to give up Minecraft because I could just play it for hours. It you know? could, like the time just goes away, like that. And same thing with Warcraft. Like I think anything oh. with craft in the name, um, it, it, it's just your your life is just going to 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 disappear into the ether. Um, you can only play those two games. You must be only playing those two games. You wouldn't have time for anything else. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, but you're absolutely right about that. Um, I well, and I just started. I just started Twitch streaming, so um, it's basically. I'm gonna I'm gonna force myself to start playing other games, and I was really just trying to get a PS5, and I didn't want to pay even a penny over retail because you know I'm I'm just not gonna support scalping and all of that. I, I think it's horrible what's been happening. Um, so mm. I finally got one. I finally got oh. one. It'll be here on Friday. And, uh, and so what I'm going to do is that's going to go in the living room and then the PlayStation 4 that's in the living room is going to come into my office. And then, uh, and then I have this thing, this, uh, this thing that I'm going to hook it up to, and then I'll be able to start streaming other stuff. So I will, I will be forcing myself to just get out of my, my wow. Um, well, I actually haven't streamed Minecraft. I've really only been streaming wow because that's the only game I have on my computer. So, um, so yeah, I'll start streaming some Minecraft stuff. That'll probably be more like stream and chat because that's that's a much less um, thought intensive game than than something like Warcraft where like you're always in danger of being ganked or if I'm PvPing like I really got to focus on this or whatever. So um, yeah, so it's it's it'll be a lot more chill. And then um, you know there's a bunch of other games that I want to play like my my buddy AJ who I was in uh, Voltron with. He's been trying to get me to play Dark Souls forever. Um, Ooh, because, have fun uh, with that one. It's super punishing, and and I really enjoy punishing games. So, uh, do you? Uh, yes, I do. So he really he really wants me to play it. He actually bought me a copy of it, and and I told him I'm like as soon as I get a PS5 and I can move my PS4 into here, I will start <laughs> playing that and I'll stream that. Love um, it. So, so yeah, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be expanding my my repertoire of uh, of games that I stream, um, and and it's it's also just so that so that I can kind of get out of my my tunnel brain with with all the craft games because. Uh, Cause you're right. You're right. Like with, with two games like that, like you just, you, you don't really play anything else. And, and I used to be so much more of a, of a diverse gamer in terms of like what I would play. Um, you know, I, I love everything. I love driving games. I love, uh, I love shooters. I love looter shooters. I Give love us some of your favorite games. PS4 games. Um, I was a big fan of Fallout New Vegas. That was more PS3. Um, and, uh, and Fallout 3. Um, I liked Fallout 4. I never played Fallout 76 because, like, when I saw what they were doing with it, like, I was like, this really isn't what I signed on for. Like, I, I want my own world to inhabit and not necessarily something with a bunch of random people. Um, and, like, I, I, I wish that they would have done co-op like, uh, like Minecraft does it, where somebody can come in split screen or you can invite somebody into your world and, and it's just you guys in there and that's it. Like, I, I, I wasn't really, really feeling with what they did. Um, 
I like Outer Worlds. Um, I haven't finished it, so I need to go back and, and finish that. Uh, I'm a big fan of all the Borderlands games. Like I, I love those games. There's so much fun to pick up. Even the even the first one um, is still fun to play. Um, great replayability. Um, lots lots of fun fun story. Um, yeah, like that. Those, those were probably some of my favorites of the last uh, you know the last generation. Um, I love driving games. Uh, I haven't really played any on Do the you PS4. Know? Oh, I love driving games because I'm a big car guy too. Like I, I, I love, uh, I love cars. I used to, I used to, you know, do drag racing and and go to Laguna Seca and and uh, and do all that kind of stuff. You know, wrenching on cars, modding stuff. Like I still. So you've seen cars. Fast Nine? Uh, I haven't seen Fast Nine. No, I got to see it. I'm, I'm behind on. The oh, Fast sorry, Nine. that's not actually a car movie anymore. It's, it's something completely different. <laughs> they've been, but they've been getting more and more ridiculous. And and the thing that I mean, I just I love it. I love it. Like at a certain oh. point. Because I mean, even the first one where they were, where they were, they had the whole scene set up where, where they were in the civics and they were robbing the truck and everything. Like already I could see that. I'm like, those civics are stock ride height. And there's no way that a stock ride height civic is ever going to get underneath a tractor trailer. There's no way. Like if you see a stock ride height civic, or even if it was lowered, I mean, even if it, even if it was slammed, it's still not going to. So get how do they do that? They get the truck up higher. The truck was after actually, yeah, it was yeah. it was lifted, and and so it it was really just movie magic. But um, I mean, the, some of the stuff that they did was already out there in the first one, and uh, oh, I mean, you should see this I, I one. I kind of like it's... the jump the shark. I kind of like the jump the shark aspect that they went with it, where they just kind of <laughs> kept going more and more ridiculous as as the movies flowed. And uh, I mean, it it. it I mean, it's it's like a comic book at that point. It, it's it's like it's like superheroes, I guess. But but the superheroes are cars, and and it's just set in a whole different reality where these things are possible. And I'm cool with that. Like, this I, I like Superman look it. realistic. This movie. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, if you lean into it with your whole chest, then then I think it's cool. I mean, it, it's yeah. only when you don't lean into it all the way that it's then then you can get trashed. But you know, if you're leaning into it, then it's awesome. It's it's great fun. Every it's it's very self-referential it's like they they you know that they're in on the joke too so it's it's fun so yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. A, I'm a big fan of the fast they don't fast take it too game. seriously which is good um but yeah driving games you know I, I played forza a lot on the uh the 360 and uh and then i i didn't get into the other ones because i can't play unless i have a wheel and pedals like i can't do controller driving i hate it it just doesn't feel right and it has to be a wheel with force feedback and so i i had that for the xbox 360 so i played a lot of forza on that um all the time i played dirt dirt was really fun that was the first time i ever like saw pike's peak and they did such a good job with it like i watch a lot of pike pike's peak hill climbs now and just from playing the race in, in the game so many times, like I know all the turns. It's crazy. Like it's very familiar to me, even though I've never been to Pike's Peak. Like I, I can go through and I know everything. Um, same thing with Nurburgring and they did a great job with Laguna Seca because I've actually driven on that track and, and, and it felt like driving on Laguna Seca. Like when you get to the, the, uh, um, oh man, I'm forget. It's, it's not carousel. Carousel's on, uh, the, the oh, what was it called? The, the, the corkscrew turn at the end. Um, I'll I'll remember the oh, name. This yeah. was so many years ago, but yeah, like sure. I, I love those games. So yeah. I got to find another wheel for current gen so that I can actually start playing those. Because I mean, I miss that. I miss big driving games. Yeah, shout out to Logitech. I got a wheel from them. That's been pretty yeah, pretty good, one? pretty good, pretty good, man. Just ease of use and good feedback. I think it's one of the high end ones that they've got, but um, it's still pretty accessible in terms of price. Yeah. I mean, that's something that, like, I love those so much that that's an investment I would make, would be in a, in a good yeah. deal in pedals, yeah. you know. 
might even uh well we don't we don't have a huge house so like I, I i've seen some of these people that have made like these these budget pods for yourself to race in and set up your stuff in out of like pvc and i would love to make something like that but like <laughs> there's no space anywhere especially now with i have two young kids so they have just stuff everywhere and uh yeah yeah i don't think i don't think it would go over too well with my wife if i just like put this massive uh, PVC pod in the in the living room. How old are your kids, mate? Kids toys. They're five and seven, and they're huge oh, gamers too. Nice. Man. Just big gaming family. They play Minecraft. They've been teaching me about Minecraft. My daughter was the first one to teach me how to build a cobblestone generator, amongst many <laughs> many many other things. So uh, yeah, no, I mean she she Love it. is the one that taught me about all this stuff. So um, it's funny because we all started playing this world. We game together, you know, family that games together and all that. So um, on Friday nights, we'll, we have this Minecraft world that we set up. And so all of us would, would join in on this world, the four of us. And, and we'd just go through the Minecraft world and quest and, and uh, you know, go on adventures and all of that. But then the funny thing was, is that my wife and I started playing the world after the kids went to sleep. And then we started like building stuff. And then we started getting like really oddly protective of this world. So like the kids would join in and they'd be going in, into the chests and just grabbing all the iron and making stuff and like taking the diamonds. I'm like... You can't just take the iron and not replace it. Like you're taking full stacks of iron, and now when I need to make a pickaxe, I got nothing. I'm like, are you and, not in and, creative? And then no, no, not in creative. We're doing oh, some okay. Yeah, yeah. And so then, and then, and then they would, then they would still be asking me, "Does anybody have any iron?" And I'd be like, "You took all the iron. Go mine some." Like, and then, uh, and so now it's almost like we kind of want to play this level ourselves because, like, every time they come in, they'll mess up some stuff. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's been a good, a good experience for us in terms of just teaching us patience and, uh, and, and, and all of that. But it's, it's been really fun. Like they, they do teach us a lot. Um, do they know about dad's job? Uh, they do. They do actually. And it's funny how unimpressed they are by it because, um, <laughs> one of the games, one of the early games that they started playing in their gaming experience was Knack and Knack 2, which I was one of the main characters in. Lucas. And, uh, yeah, it was Lucas. And there's, there were a lot of, um, a lot of cinema scenes in that game. And, and so I would, I would get like all excited when one was about to come up because I, I was going to be, I was going to watch them and say, Hey, you know, this is, this is where daddy. And then all of a sudden, before I could even get the words out, this is where daddy is going to, you know, have a scene or whatever. They're, they're already, you know, pushing the buttons to skip through the scene so they could get to the level. And I was just like, thanks. <laughs> thanks. I, I feel so appreciated. <laughs> but I mean, I, I think. Then they'll, 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 I can't even talk today. There'll be other things that happen where, um, they, my, my daughter's gotten really into anime and so she'll be watching something. And then like, after she finished it, um, you know how Netflix will like give you previews for something else. And so the preview is for Voltron and, uh, and she heard my voice and, and, and she looked at me just like with this look like, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. And then I felt, I felt good. I felt oh, like nice. a, a success as a father. Nice. Um, we are here thanks to Blizzard ANZ um, connecting us today, thanks to World of Warcraft Shadowlands. Yes. Now, yes, yes. Uh, you, you mentioned you uh, you love World of Warcraft. but Yeah, I, I actually I played this game before I even got the role to be in it. Well, so you must um, have been thrilled when you actually finally got cast. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I was thrilled when I got the audition yeah. because <laughs> I knew exactly who the character was. Um, before this, uh, Anduin didn't really have... Um, he didn't have a big role. He was just this NPC kid in, uh, in Stormwind that just stood by the throne and, and, uh, and, and was a kid. And mm. at that point I was playing Horde 
And so I went and I would try to attack this kid, and uh, he was a non-actionable NPC, so you couldn't. Um, but that—that's what I, I would—I would, you know, stealth in and sneak in there, and I'd, I'd try to try to whip him up. Yeah. And uh, yeah. such luck. But um, but as soon as I got this audition, it was for the the Pandaria expansion was where they really started to flesh out his character and make him more more of a, a thing. So. As soon as I started reading this stuff, I'm like, I know exactly who this is. Oh my God, I know who they're talking about. I know where this is. This is this is wow. This is for wow. And so I immediately like knew all of the context without them even having to tell me anything. And when you have auditions for stuff, they they're as cagey with it as possible. Um, so did you? They wouldn't have said it was Warcraft. Sorry to cut you off, but they wouldn't. No, have they did say they, they, they did. did say it was World of Warcraft. Um, but I knew exactly who they were talking about in the scene and all that. Like, as soon as I started reading the description, they're like, he's a young uh, prince. And I was like, this is Anduin. This is Anduin. This is the guy. Um, but with a lot of other things, I, I mean, I've done auditions where they won't even send you the script mm. unless you sign an NDA first. And the script has names changed and situations changed and stuff. And it's got a code name and you don't even know what it is until you get the part. And I actually don't really like that because... If I sign an NDA, I'm not going to say anything. Like that's the whole point of the NDA, and I value my career, so I'm not going to blackball blackball myself by by spilling the beans on something. But I feel like you would have so much more. Um, you would you would be able to bring so much of a better audition if you knew what series this was for, because there's a lot of people that audition for these parts who are like myself, gamers. And so we're familiar with these things, and obviously they could give me the same script, and if it was going to be a game like Fallout versus a game like i don't know uh fable no not let's or, or a game like uh i don't know like ratchet and clank versus something that's m like much darker in tone you could have the same scene the same words and i'm gonna bring a totally different vibe to it based on what the series of game is because i know the tone um and and i feel like without that without that um that information it's it, it it's hard sometimes you don't really yeah, get the actor yeah. getting put it putting in the full potential of what they could have done in the audition because, you know, they're, they're kind of guessing on what the tone of the game is. They're guessing on, on what the feel is. So the percentage of your auditions now, how many would be, how many would you get the script versus not in gaming? We don't get the full script. We get like. No, I know, but week. like. Oh, yeah. Like, comp like good versus bad. What's the percentage there, you reckon? Um. I mean, it, it depends. I'd say about half and half. Mm. Half and half, you get like a good amount of information. No, I actually no. It's it's probably like sixty forty. Like forty percent, you get a lot more information, and sixty percent, it's really just locked down. Yeah, is that just because of the, the just because of the NDAs around it and not wanting to reveal well, you know anything? What it is? Like there there have been actors who who can't keep their mouth shut. So I mean, mm. they ruin it for us all. They ruin <laughs> it for everybody, man. Like you got one job, well, two jobs. Do a good job on on the acting part and keep your mouth shut about the stuff you're not supposed to talk about. Like that's th all you got to do. I think that's all you got to do. They're getting better, aren't they? I think. Yeah. No. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> no, yeah. That's a no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Uh, so uh, World of Warcraft. So are you playing through this expansion now? Or what? Talk us a bit about it, mate. I'm uh, I'm keen. Well, I haven't started playing the one that just came out this week. No. Uh, the new patch. Um, I I just downloaded the update today. Um, so I'm actually pretty excited to, to get to it this week. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is, this has been a, a pretty, 
a pretty serious expansion for our boy Anduin because um, up until now, like, I won't say that he's been without struggle. I mean, he lost his father in a really, really horrible way. Um, he has, has been thrust into being the, the leader of the entire Alliance faction. Um, he, he's still questioning his abilities. Um, he, he didn't start out being a fighter. He was a priest and, and this wasn't like the, the role that he envisioned himself, uh, stepping into, um, let alone without the guidance of his father. Um, and then, so now he's had to make all of these decisions and, and he's in some cases been kind of naive and a little too trusting. And so he's seen, um, the aftermath of a lot of his decisions where, you know, he, he'll go into a certain battle with a certain strategy and he loses a ton of people. And, um, he's, he's had, he's had a rough time. He's had a rough go of it. Um, but he still tries to, he still tries to stay positive and see the best in people. Um, but, but now he's in a situation where, where he's been imprisoned and he's, uh, you know, kind of mind controlled and, and got some other stuff going on. So, um, you know, where, where it last left off, which is the, the last part I can talk about is, uh, you know, he's, he, um, un, under, under this, the influence of, of, uh, some, some pretty bad actors has, um, kind of done some bad things to, uh, to the Archon. And, uh, you know, it, it looked like in the cinema scene, it looked like he kind of had this, this glimmer of, of realization, like kind of peeking through the, the control and, and, and he's going to definitely have to live with what he did. So, um, for somebody that's been like the golden boy of, of the Alliance, I'm, I'm curious to see how that's going to pan out. But, um, but yeah, he's, he's really being tested at this point. And, uh, and, and even though, like if you're really, really deep into the lore and you kind of see what has happened before with, you know, the, the burning of Teldrassil where, where, you know, his friends, the elves, you know, they've had their whole home burnt, um, just like genocide pretty much. Um, like he's, he's had a lot of bad things happen, um, kind of under his watch, but, uh, you know, this is, this is testing him directly in, in his, in his being. So it's, uh, it's, it's super interesting. Um, I, I like that this kind of stuff's being thrown at him. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting place to be. Excited to sure. get in and get going. I'm very excited to get in. I'm very excited to get in and, uh, and, and see, see where I'm at and, and see if I can save myself. <laughs> you know? Um, and I'm also super excited for all of my gear to be completely obsolete now and have to go on, uh, on the farm. Oh, that, that's the way, isn't it? Oh, that's always the way. that's always the way. But I was in a good place when it left. You know, I was I was I was able to hold my own in PvP. I wasn't okay. I'm not the best, but you know, I was I was doing all right. You weren't a bot. You were going all right. No, definitely wasn't a bot. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love your I love your reaction as well to the trailer that you posted a couple of months ago. That was so cool, man. And yeah. like. I had a couple of people in there who, who, and I responded to them. Who they're like, "Dude, how can this be a reaction? Like, you know, it was going to happen." But like, yes, I, I knew where the story was going to go. But on the other hand, like, I'd never seen the final animation. I'd never heard the music. I'd never heard the other people's performances. I never saw the staging and how it was all going to be paced out or the feel of it. Um, I didn't know which takes that I did in the booth they were going to use. Um, so the only thing there, you there was knew both. was the story. That's that's you didn't know how it put and, together. And, and my section of it, I didn't yeah. even get the first half of that cinematic. And that cinematic where the jailer and oh, I just lost my. Ah, oh, okay, right. And in, right. in that cinematic where the jailer and Sylvanas are talking, I didn't. I was not privy to that. Like it was just my part of it. That's, I mean, that's probably how Blizzard really kind of combats a lot of leaks. Is that they'll they'll give you access to what you what you need and, mm. and little else. 
Um, but you know, again, I'm there to ask questions. Our, our wonderful, uh, voice director, uh, Andrea and, um, and, and our writer, um, uh, 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 Christy, our writer, Christy and our, our cinematic director, Taryn, you know, they're always there to answer questions, um, and kind of give us backstory where we need it. Um, so they, they, they made the process a lot easier. And then also just being a big wow player since vanilla, um, I'm familiar with a lot of the lore already, so it's really just having them fill in those little gaps. Um, was this voice yeah, or mocap, mate? Um, it was voice. Voice. I didn't do mocap, but they did do facial reference. Um, so, and that that was actually recorded during the pandemic. Um, the pandemic really set back a lot of things because um, for a while, I mean, I think I even heard that they had talk of Shadowlands being like a voiceless expansion because they weren't sure really? if they were going to be able to get. Um, they weren't sure if they were going to be able to do the performances with all the lockdowns and everything. They weren't sure that they were going to have people with broadcast quality booths and all that. So, um, I, I was luckily able to do it right from here. Um, and, and so I, I set up a, a camera in my booth so that they could, they could also take if they needed facial reference or whatever, um, for that. But they also do a lot of the mocap right there on their own stages. So, um, and, and there's, I think they have a mocap acting team that, that, that acts out a lot of those parts. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, they, and again, like I, I wasn't privy to that. So when I was reacting to that, like it was really just to see how it all came together. And, and it's, it, they, they always pun intended, wow me with their cinematics because they, they, they do such an amazing job. And so it's always a treat for me to watch them. Uh, it's always a treat for me to go back and play old content that I might've been away from. Um, like there are a lot of expansions that like I've taken breaks from wow um everyone so does everyone missed. does yeah yeah and so now i go back and i want to play that old content and then the cinematic will pop up and i'll get to see it and uh and experience it and those are that's great i mean that's that that's like the payoff for for doing this big quest or this this raid i mean i just had a i just had a stream uh was it sunday yeah it was sunday this last sunday where where we did a tour of legion so i had a bunch of viewers from my twitch stream just come in and we did all of the legion raids uh, in mythic difficulty, just for uh, to farm the the old gear for like transmogging and all of that, um, and it was super fun. And like the last boss of of one of them was still really challenging because even though even though we had enough um, enough damage and stuff to to take him down really easily, the mechanics of the fight were were really challenging. Like we were just getting knocked off the platform like ping pong balls, and and it took probably about six six attempts maybe before we were able to. Uh, to clear him and and uh and it felt great you know and i could just imagine yeah, like the people yeah. that were fighting this when it was current content and it went when like you don't have the the ability to just be able to take him down with what 10 people and and uh uh whatever gear they're wearing like it it must have been crazy difficult and and that feeling that i had when we finally beat him um if, if you were one of these guilds that had wiped on him hundreds of times or a hundred times or whatever. And, and, and I mean, that's, that's, that's days and days and days worth of rating. That probably must've felt incredible. What I, a I series though. Been, like I see that, that, that cinematic and that payoff must've been just amazing. What a, what a series though to span over 20 years. Is it now? I mean, it's just, they just keep it's going. Been, don't they? Has it been 20? It hasn't been 20. Years, Maybe it's, right? it's coming up 20 years. I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm so old. <laughs> well, I couldn't. I couldn't believe, mate, that you were young Hercules in the Hercules. Yeah, dude, that I was four when that came out. Like, that's Thanks. that's a childhood Thanks. move. But you don't. You, know, <laughs> you look about five years older than me. I, I don't understand it. 
Like <laughs> that movie I, is uh, my childhood, man. I reckon I watched it ten times. It was man. That's that was a great movie. It was it was supremely underrated at the time. Very um, underrated. Super super fun movie. Great music. Incredible oh. music. Um, I'm still friends with Susan Egan. Um, she's super super sweet. Um, yeah, that was that was a super fun movie to be on. And and uh, at the time, I just I I was very aware of how big of a deal it was. I'm like, I know that I'm only in like the first what 20 minutes of the movie, but like, I'm kind of a Disney prince. Like that's a bucket list thing. Like I I it's that's that's like an achievement that as a voice actor like you you covet and and uh to be able to to have experienced that was pretty amazing have you watched it with your kids that movie oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they love it they love it oh, yeah I we watch a bunch of disney movies and um been watching a lot of musicals they love hamilton uh my five-year-old son is obsessed with uh with uh, the king and uh his favorite line to sing is i will kill your friends and family <laughs> so um yeah yeah i uh what a great it's, musical, it's Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, really, really fantastic musical. We just watched In the Heights because, uh, uh, we, well, we're big fans of, of Lin-Manuel, but also uh, my wife is is uh, Latina and I'm Latino, and so just seeing a lot of the the culture stuff that, that we grew up with um, in, in that movie was, was great. Uh, music was great. Um, yeah, so we've been, we've been seeing, seeing a lot of musicals with the kids. I love it. Um, Joe here says you're the voice of Heston from It's Pony. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's been a super super fun. That's been like a, a surprise of a show because, um, like I see so much activity on my Twitter about it, and and I didn't know that it was going to get so popular. Like I knew I knew it was funny, but it's it's uh it's really picked up a quite a quite an audience, and uh, and and it's it's been so much fun. It's it's a totally different character than what I usually play. Like he's he's like a kid. Um, and, um, and, and yeah, he's, uh, he's a little overconfident and, uh, and, and he's got amazing, amazing, uh, red hair, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's been a really, really fun one. And, and the cast has been fantastic. Um, it really, really, it's, it, it, it was a highlight of my, my Tuesdays cause that was the day that we would usually record. So yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun to do that. Is that done now that that was a series? Yeah. 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 It's yeah. still on. It's yeah, still going. So, oh, so you still you still doing that every year? Uh, no, no, no. But it's. Oh, okay. it's uh, I think I'm pretty sure they're still airing episodes. Oh, okay, okay. No yeah. worries. Uh, happy birthday to Josh's wife. Oh, I'll tell her. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you on her behalf. Uh, ocelots provide creatures they prefer to hunt alone. Oh, is that that's one of the lines, isn't it? Ocelots are proud creatures. They prefer to hunt alone. Dude, oh, yeah. what a yeah. what was that, that? What it was. I forgot. I forgot all the lines from that. I can't believe you're Ocelot in MGS. I mean, I, just- I couldn't believe that that game had such a huge following. Like I was such because when I when I first did that, that was one of my first voiceover roles, and so I I didn't go into it knowing anything about Metal Gear Solid at all. Um, and so I I didn't know anything about the story. I was really just kind of relying on the voice director Chris Zimmerman Salter um, to kind of push and pull me where it needed to be. And, uh, and, and to this day, like there's still so many people that, that will, um, come up to me at conventions and just want to talk about, about Metal Gear and, and about Ocelot and, and tell me how, how much they love that performance. And, um, it's funny because now when I go back and watch it, because I went, I went and I've gone and I've watched all the cinema scenes and everything. And it mm. was, it, it's a cool character. Like I never really appreciated how cool of a, like his entrance is awesome. And, um, it, yeah, like it, it I, I can I can see why people like that character. He's he's super cool. He's super cool. And David Hayter was such a fun a fun snake. 
Um, we didn't even get to record any of that stuff together. That was all done separately and put together after the fact. Um, and I, I didn't even really know him at the time. Um, I didn't really become friends with him until probably, I mean, I'd met him a couple times, but in terms of like actually becoming friends with him was probably just within the last few years where we, we saw each other at conventions and, and bonded, uh, bonded in a bar at one of them and, and just, you know, having some drinks and, and chatting about old times and, uh, and now he's my buddy. So, um, you know. I've had him on. He's such a he's, a he's he's so fun to talk to, isn't he? He's a great guy. He really is. Yeah. He has the best stories, man. I won't I won't yeah. say any of them because you know I don't I don't know which ones were just for me, but um, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's an incredible guy, man, just and a very a good writer too. Very yeah, good writer, absolutely, really mm. really good writer. And you know what? He tells stories the way he writes. Like when he's telling a story from his life. You just you, you're soaked into it. You can't you you can't look away. You can't look away from him. You can't you can't pay attention to anything except the story he's telling you. It's uh, he's, the man has a gift. So you look back on that fondly and just think, wow. I mean, I'm I'm just lucky, hey? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I would like to be able to take credit for uh, you know my talent and you know all the no. There's definitely some talent. There, but there's but- a huge amount of luck. That's that's part of it. You know, a lot of it is being, you know, being right there when the audition comes in. I mean, there's a lot of parts that I missed out on because I, you know, for for a while I was in a boy band and we were touring and we were gone for like, you know, two years. So for two years, I wasn't even in the acting game at all. And so, you know, who knows what what I might have gotten had I not really done that and focused solely on acting. Like a lot of it really is just the luck of being in the right place and and then um, being prepared um, so that when the luck comes, you're you're ready to to, to jump on it. Um, Do you regret yeah. that doing that for those years? Or I don't, or- because I got to travel. I got to learn about a lot of stuff. I met a lot of great people. I, I love music, and it, it was it was it was a great experience. Um, there were things that I probably would have done differently. Like yeah, definitely, our manager was scummy. Um, like you know how Lou mm. Pearlman like pretty much exploited everybody and all that. Well, he wasn't our manager. The thing about Lou Pearlman is that as scummy as he was, he can get you famous. Like all the groups pretty much that he produced, everybody got famous from them. Um, our manager was kind of like Lou Pearlman, except without that power. So, I mean, just the shitty part. <laughs> I mean, I, I went into debt pretty much trying to get out of that contract because he didn't want to let me out of the contract. He wanted me to quit acting. He wanted me to quit college because he didn't want to have to like schedule around my schedule. Um, he didn't want me to act because the, the other people in the group saw me driving like a new car and they thought he was giving me like more money and all this stuff. And he didn't want to have to deal with any of that, even though I had my own income from that. So he wanted me to basically quit everything. And I'm like, dude, you've given us, you've given us a $10,000 advance three years ago and that's it. That's all you've given us. We've been wow. in this group for all this time. This is all the money I've made on it. I mean, I have school to pay for. I have, um, I have bills to pay for. I'm like, my parents are, are school teachers. You know, they, they can't, they can't be afford, they can't afford to put me through all this stuff and all that. Like I, I have to pay for stuff and, uh, and you didn't want to hear any of it. So, I mean, I, at that point I'm like, I, I got to leave the group. I can't, I can't do this. I can't give up my main source of income when I don't even know what's, what's coming from this. And, uh, and he fought it tooth and nail and I had to, you know, hire somebody and, uh, to, to get me out of that contract, which was extremely expensive. And so pretty much mm. most of my savings went to getting out of this contract. Um, and, and so I was starting from zero at that point. But you, so, I mean, you don't regret that, the experience though. I don't uh, regret the no. experience, but I regret, I regret parts of it in terms yeah. of like how it affected my life. But, um, I mean, I, I met a lot of amazing songwriters. I made, I made a lot of friends. I got to see a lot of the world. 
Um, so yep. that that I do not regret. Um, Have you ever been down sure. under here in Australia? Never. Oh, never. In, Josh. I, I really, yeah, no, I want to go. I want to go. Uh, it's uh, that's that's one continent I have never been to, and, <laughs> but I would love to. Um, oh, you'd love even it, for car culture too. I want to check out some of those Holdens. I can't get them over here. Well, I mean, they finally gave us the GTO. Holdens, really? They finally gave us the GTO. Which oh, was, really? Uh, I forget what they called it when it was still only a Holden, but um, uh, yeah, it was yeah. the big sedan. They're done now, man. That's it. Yeah, they went yeah. under. What a bummer. Yeah, I don't think we make any cars here now. It's a shame, man. Yeah. Globalization. <laughs> the global economy. <laughs> um, Joe here says, could you please do an, a Heston impression, Josh? Well, um, this is pretty much what Heston sounds like. He's um, He thinks he's fantastic and that he could do everything just amazing, um, but sometimes he falls on his face. And, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's Heston in a nutshell. Dude, you've got such an incredible range. That voice, man. That's seriously. I don't know how you do it. You, you, you are a pro. Uh, Kana here says, "Hey, Josh, look through your credits. I saw you were Flash in Justice League Crisis. What a great movie! That was a great. Movie. What a great yeah. movie that was, man. Oh, I, the late oh, Dwayne McDuffie. Um, that was that was one of one of his babies, and uh, and he's he's the one that really uh, pushed to get me to be Flash in that. And uh, man, I miss that man every day." Um, every, he was, he was taken way too soon. And, uh, mm. I, I love his wife, Charlotte is such an amazing person. And, um, you know, he, he has so many, he's inspired so many people. And, um, and, and yeah, so I, every, I, I it's bittersweet when I think about that movie because it was, it was slash is an amazing movie. It's a great movie. Just great performances, great story all around. But, um, I, I can't think of that movie without thinking about Dwayne. So, um, yeah. Yeah. But only positive things, eh? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he he made a lot of great stuff. He made a lot of great stuff. Static. Um, like I, I, you could you could go on forever about all all of the stuff. I mean, a lot of DC stuff, just amazing, amazing stuff, amazing, amazing talent, amazing man. Um, but yeah, that was that was a fun one to work on for sure. The pinup says, "Stand as one for the alliance." Yes, <laughs> stand as one for the alliance. <laughs> I hope that that wasn't too loud. That or... was loud for me, but I don't, I don't care, mate. All right. It's all good. It's all good. It didn't all peak. Good. I'm looking at my meter. Okay, right then you're all good. Then you're. All I got good. my it mic didn't... set nice. No, yeah. no, I think you're all good. Uh, what was it like playing Electro in Marvel Spider-Man? It was super fun, man. It was. Yeah. Um, I actually yeah. got to do the mocap for that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was neat. That that was a fun experience. I mean, I. I I've played so many heroes in my career that it was it was kind of refreshing to get to play a villain. Um, That's and, what I was going to uh, say. Yeah. And he was basically patterned after an electrician that came to my house for an estimate. Um, and the guy <laughs> was such a character. Yeah, the guy was such a character, you know, that that uh, I, I had to use his what? voice. Yeah, Are yeah. you serious? Yeah, he was an electrician. And, and so when I got the part of Electro, I'm like, that electrician that came by my house. Like he sounded like he was from the city, so um, let's 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 oh go with him. Oh my goodness, that's yeah. brilliant! Yeah, <laughs> is it? You might be the only one in the world who's played Norman Osborn, Peter Parker, Electro. Um, yes. Who am I missing? Sorted little family here. Who am I missing? Uh, You've played everyone in this universe. Oh man, I, I, somebody else even in. Um, 
there's somebody else in, in the other Spider-Man. Even in the Lego games, I don't know who you've played in them, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Apocalypse Thug, Harry Osborn. Yeah, uh, Harry, yeah. John Jamison. Harry Harry Osborn was my entrance into the franchise because when I first I first did the first Spider-Man game, the one that was like the the tie-in to the the Toby movie. And for that, I was originally cast as Spider-Man. But then after we had recorded the entire game, the whole game, um, they got they got clearance to use audio from Toby. So at that point, um, they didn't want to throw away the entire performance that I did. So they put in a hidden mode of play once you beat the game where you could basically play as Harry Osborn in like the goblin suit, um, which was basically just a reskin of Spider-Man. Are you serious? Um, yeah. And then, oh, but because really? of that, I kind of became the de facto Harry. So even though I was originally hired for <laughs> Spider-Man, I was Harry in the second one. And then they, they had another one, like a brawler called Friend or Foe that came out and they, they hired me to be Harry in that. Um, and so I was Harry in that. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah. and, and then when I auditioned for Spectacular Spider-Man, that was when I actually got to be Spidey. So, Well, I was going to ask, because you've played Spider-Man so well in that, in that series and over the years in the video games. I've loved your performance, mate. But like when, when, when the new game comes out and Yuri's casted, do, how do mm-hmm. you how do you feel in all honesty? Like, are you just still happy to be a part of it, playing Electro? Yeah, or is of course. There a part- and and, and Yuri's, Yuri's my buddy, so like, yeah. I, I I got to be happy for him, you know, because it's like it, it's it's an amazing franchise to be a part of, you know. It's yeah. it's a great club to be in, and so like, if it was somebody who I didn't like, I'd be like, oh, man, <laughs> it's just me, you know, and all that. But no, I mean, it's Yuri, man. I love Yuri, and so I want I want the best for him. Um, so yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm totally happy that, that it's him. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously I always want to be Spidey. So it's, yeah. it's always a little bittersweet, you know, like yeah. it's, I'm, I'm happy that I get to be in the game. I'm happy that I get to be Electro. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, you always wish you could be Spidey. Who doesn't want to be Spidey? Phenomenal game though. The 2018 is, is a great game. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I even like the one, all the ones you were in Shattered Dimensions. Um, oh, that was a fun one, man. Edge of, Shattered Dimensions was fun. Yeah, Edge of Time. Was that one? Edge of Time too. I've played them all, man. I just found them fun. They're different to the new one, but I mean, they're still fun. My level gave me so much anxiety on Shattered Dimensions. The one with the water level where, where like yeah, the, yeah, the, the waves yeah, are like yeah. coming at you. Oh my God, I got so much anxiety because <laughs> that was a hard level. That was difficult. So it was... Um, yeah, 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 that was super fun. I, uh, I, I really liked. I, I liked that Dan Gilvezan got to be in it. If I had to cast that game, though, I would have switched. Um, I would have switched the performances for um, Noir and Twenty Ninety Nine. I would have had Chris Barnes be Twenty Ninety Nine, and I would have had which, which he ended up being, and um, and I would have had uh, Dan Gilvezan be Noir because Dan Gilvezan is an older actor, um, and so he has kind of that old time persona, and the whole point of noir was like this forties era gumshoe. And, and I, I, I think his, his voice would have just been perfect for that. It would have been, it would have been so cool. It would have been so cool to hear him as more. Um, so yeah, I would have, I would have uh, loved to hear that. And that was actually one of the spy. He was one of the Spider-Man I grew up with. Amazing friends, man. Amazing well, friends was incredible. I reckon you should give, if you can, well, I reckon you'd be pretty good at Wolverine. If Steve Bloom that's, retires, that's the part that I've always that I've always had my eye on, and and uh, you know, like, because I'm also not a tall actor. I'm you know five nine, kind of average height, and uh, and Wolverine is like one of the 
one of the short superheroes. He's like the one that's holding us out, holding it out for us, uh, uh, us guys of not huge stature. So, because um, I mean, in the comics, he's technically supposed to be like five two, like five two, five three. He's supposed to be a tiny guy. So, uh, yeah, like I did. You ever play that PS3 game? It was a bit underrated, I thought. They had a Wolverine game on PS3. Yeah, years ago. No, I never played it. No, never played yeah. it. But I'll check it out. I don't know if yeah. Steve Bloom plays Wolverine in that, but it might actually. He's be. my Wolverine, though, man. Like, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. And he's my Green Goblin too. I, I've, yeah. I've been Green Goblin, and and it's still like. It you know it's it's me doing my best Steve Bloom because uh, yeah. he's, he's he's amazing man he he really he owned that role he, he everything everything in, in Spectacular Spider Man dude his 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 Goblin was out of sight out of sight it's amazing that show's amazing man like congrats on that and you must look Thank back you. on that just with just thankful eh absolutely absolutely yeah. like that and and not only the fact that I got to be Spider Man but but to get to be Spider Man in such a show that was like a, a love letter to the entire series. To the entire to the entire franchise, the entire character, um, where everybody was just bringing their A game, everybody, everybody down to the the smallest supporting role, the 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 smallest storyboard artist, everybody was bringing their A game. Everybody loved Spidey, <clears throat> and so to get to be a part of a show like that, and to see over a decade later that it still gets the love that it does, um, that that it 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 warms my my tiny webbed heart, so. Yeah, like it's, it's it's really it it's it's great. It has it's a special place. I can tell it in has, your heart. It's a hugely special place in my heart. Mm. Absolutely. How could it not? Dan, you're amazing. Getting on my favorite voice actor, Josh. Thank you. <laughs> no hey. worries. Thanks, Josh, for being here. Uh, Night. Which spectacular Spider-Man had continued after season two? Love Josh' performance. I only hear Spider-Man's voice if I close my eyes. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, they, they actually had plans for it to go um, five seasons, and each season was going to be um, each season was going to be one year of his high school career, um, and and culminating in his graduation. So, um, and and then they they even had plans to do like direct to DVD movies, which were going to uh, DVD. What are DVDs? Um, direct, like basically those type of movies. Um, direct to digital now. Yeah, direct um, to demand. Is that what they call it yeah, now? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I know what you yeah, mean. Like, yeah. <laughs> so they were going to do those where they could tackle some of the more, um, some of the more mature themed Spider-Man uh, stories, but in the spectacular universe. Um, yeah. And in season three, like they they had already, they had already set up a lot of, uh, a lot of other villains. You know, they had shown Morris Bench. They had shown uh, Cletus Cassidy, um, in season two. So like Greg Weissman was always thinking ahead where everything was a seed that was planted. Like a lot of people don't know this, but any character that actually had a name in spectacular Spider-Man, anybody was somebody that came from the comics. Even if it was just like a one liner, it came from the comics. That's great. So if they had a name, there is a counterpart to that character in the comics. But don't you love that? That's what, that's how it should Absolutely. be done. Absolutely, That's fan service, man. That's like fan there's so service, many, man. Love there that. were so many, um, like just iconic scenes in spectacular Spider-Man iconic shots. Like there's this one where like, he's, he's kind of in this, uh, in, in like this, this factory and there's like these water pipes and he's like trapped and there's water pouring down on him. And it's, it's literally a cover from Spider-Man. Um, and, and there were so many moments like that where you can, you can find this amazing shot in the show and it's a cover from, a, from, from some issue somewhere. And, and even the, the venom suit, 
the Venom suit, if you notice, the spider grew. So the spider grew until it complete. It, it went from um, it went from like the movie Venom costume, and as the symbiote was taking him over more and more completely, it morphed. It, it basically started wrapping around him more and turning into the traditional Venom costume that you see. Um, so I mean, there was just there was just fan service everywhere, man. Everywhere. I just realized you're wearing a Spider-Man shirt, are you? No, no, no. It's actually no? an Ant-Man shirt. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was close. Yeah. I, was close. I, thought... I, played, I played him too. <laughs> <laughs> who, yeah. haven't, who haven't you played in DC and Marvel? Shit. Oh, you've, man. You've covered oh, a few. There's plenty. There's plenty. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done Batman? Uh, no. No, I haven't done oh, that. He's, there's the next one, eh? Oh, well, my, oh my I, game. Technically, no. There, there, was, there was one project that ended up not going anywhere where... Oh, really? Okay. Kind of, yeah. It's kind of going to happen. Is this but, animation uh, or what? No, it was a video game and it got scrapped and that's all I can really say. Oh, I want to know more, but I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Probably still under NDA somewhere. So Yeah, no, good man. Uh, Omine Gaming, what race and class are you playing these days and wow? I play, my, my main is a Worgen Druid and it's a balanced spec Druid, a turkey bear. So um, that's that's my main. I have um, my main before that was another balanced druid, but it was a tauren, uh, so horde. And uh, before that, my very first character was a night elf hunter. Um, so I leveled up in Teldrassil on an Aussie server on Frostmourne. Uh, nice. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And so let's see i just started a paladin i just started a human paladin who um is kind of a reference to the character that i played in voltron because he was a paladin um a paladin of voltron not like the sword and shield kind but there's this uh there's this episode that was kind of like a DD reference episode called monsters and mana where all he wants to do when he plays this game he wants to be a paladin and so i wanted to make a reference character to shiro um in in wow so i have a a human paladin named shiro um shiro the patient because i've unlocked the title the patient and uh, and shiro's (laughs) big thing was patience yields focus so that was that was his big deal so yeah there's shiro the patient roaming around in in azeroth and uh and that's also me i love that you're such a geek man because a lot of a lot of of the actors my entire life a lot of the actors i have on they just they don't play yeah and they're they're just too busy or you know they can't find the time. I always make time for games, man. I always make time for games. Love it, man. Don't don't stop. Um, I followed you on Twitch, Josh. Thank you. Thank you very much. Make sure you do follow Josh on Twitch if you haven't, guys. Is it just twitch.tv slash space padre? Space padre. I like yes. it. Yes. Uh, Shiro from Voltron is Josh's voice. Yes, it is. Yeah. I basically talk a little bit lower, but uh, Shiro from Voltron is is definitely my voice. We actually had uh, David Kay on the other day. Who, I love David. Isn't I he? Isn't he a man. pro? He's he's amazing, man. He uh, he he does he does the funniest Canadian Canadian because he's Canadian, but he like really turns up the, the yeah. And and uh, oh man. He's hilarious. He would do that all the time when we would be in Ben 10 sessions where, where just the, the, the ultra Canadian would come out all the time. Um, yeah, no, he's he's hilarious, man. He's just such a, a funny guy and such a nice man. Like, he does a pretty good Australian as well. Does he really? I haven't heard his Australian. Yeah. But, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. He does so many things well. He, he's pretty, pretty damn uh, talented. Fun fact, Josh was originally Peter Parker... Until they got Toby, we just mentioned that. Yes, didn't we? yes, we just. <laughs> that is a fun fact. Uh, does Anduin actually like Talia Four Dragon? Is that a thing? 
Uh, I don't know. I have Ooh. no clue. I don't really get into shipping. No. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a it's dangerous, a dangerous territory, I, isn't to it? To navigate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Could you give us an Anduin line, Josh? Um, let's see. I got to remember one. Um, greetings, champion. That's, that's what he always says when he sees people. <laughs> I'd have to think. Let's see. Let me think if I can think of one from, uh, uh, I, every time somebody asks me for a line, I always blank on it, but I did the, the stand as one for the Alliance and, uh, and the, no, uh, oh, yeah, of course yeah, before, yeah. um, is it now, is it hearthstone or hearthstone in your opinion? How would you pronounce it? Uh, I would say hearthstone. Thank you. Okay. Um, just saying, Cause, cause I mean, like, like the, the hearth where that's, that's what my, I'm trying to tell my cousin. He won't, he doesn't believe me. So thank Earth, you. You've cleared it up now. Thank you very much. Yeah, I would say hearthstone. Yeah. Um, have you ever played that? Because you're in that, yeah? I mean... Um, I've never played that. I actually don't think I'm in Hearthstone. I really? Think that, okay. Uh, I think I'm in Heroes of the Storm. Um, oh, okay. It's a different game. Right. And that right. was actually super fun. Because in that one, because the tone is so much lighter, um, like, they actually had a lot of, like, sassy Anduin lines. And my favorite Anduin is sassy Anduin. So, I mean, he's got, like, lines where he's <laughs> he's kind of... Awkwardly hitting on certain, certain yeah, characters, yeah. and yeah, like he's uh, he's <laughs> that yeah. must be fun in the booth, super fun, must super be fun. So yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, um, if you know Taylor Polidor, I told her I, I wish do know Taylor, Taylor's in uh, in in it's Pony. I wish you two and Noshir Dalal were also the main voices of it's Pony because your three characters feel like family. To the Bramleys. Well, I mean, we we are we are recurring characters in it. I'd say that the the, the Bramleys are basically you know it, Pony and uh, and uh, Annie and the mom and the dad, um, and then and then they're her friends and uh, and we're part of that core group. So um, yeah, no, I mean we we kind of are. Hopefully, I'm not butchering because I have that's the one piece of work of yours I haven't seen. So forgive me. <laughs> no, no, no. It's totally <laughs> Um, it's a fun show though. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's got a lot, it's, it's very wholesome. It's got a lot of heart. Um, yeah. Every, everything's great in it. Yeah. Did you voice Ryu from Ninja Garden? I believe you did. Yes. Yeah. Ninja yeah. Garden 2, I believe. Yeah. Now that's a, that was a hard game. That's a hard game. I was going to say. That's you played it? And you know what? That's, a, yes. And that, that brought me back to gaming from my generation because, now you got checkpoints and you got saves and you got all the easy things that, that make the, you know, you die and you start right back where you died and all that. You didn't lose anything. When I was growing up, you die, you're back at the beginning of the level. And that's the way it is. And that's how it was in Ninja Gaiden, man. Like you're back at the beginning of the level and, and it's, it's rough, man. And some of the combat in there was punishing. That's probably why I want to play Dark Souls. Cause I actually enjoyed Ninja Gaiden. I never beat it on hard. Never, never even came close. Not even, not even a little bit close. Um, it was hard enough just on normal. That's one of the hardest platinums, I think, to get platinum yeah. trophies. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah, I didn't even attempt to, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I got the Dark Souls platinums, but no, not not Ninja Gaiden. Ooh, that's uh that's an achievement. That's man. a little I flex. No, when, uh, when I start playing on it, that, that's a big flex. <laughs> Elden big flex. Ring's coming too. That'll be good. Have you seen Which that? One? Elden Ring? Have you heard of that? No, I haven't seen it. I haven't uh, seen it. I'll, it's I'll the, it's the um, from um, George R. Martin, 
who had an involvement oh, okay. with it from the guys that did Dark Souls and Demon Souls. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, Everything that I've seen from Dark Souls looks super interesting. Like I love that aesthetic. I love I love super creepy stuff. So yeah. Um, I'll probably dig it. Question for Josh. What do you think of playing Anduin in World of Warcraft? You give me a phrase, be cautious, greetings from Argentina. You're a genius and love the name Josh. I think his name's Josh as well, by the way. Oh, nice. Well, hello. <laughs> hello, fellow Josh. It's very nice to meet you. Uh, greetings from the Well, actually from the mall, but we won't talk about that. If you if you do want a greeting from Josh, guys, you do have a cameo, don't you, mate? Yes, joshkeaton.com yeah. slash... No, wait. Sorry. Cameo.com slash joshkeaton. So you can get any any of your favorite characters. He'll do it for you. Striker, it's pretty cool. Bit of a bummer they didn't get him to voice Peter Parker for the final product because Toby Maguire's voice really felt phoned in. <laughs> <laughs> I won't comment on that. No, don't like comment on that. Work, but what do uh, you? What are you? What are your favorites of those movies, Spider-Man movies? Um, I like. I like. Um, I like Tom Holland a lot as the character. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, that's that's who I feel as a, as, mm. a, as a as a Spider-Man. I, I liked Toby. I liked Toby as Peter Parker. Um, but funnily enough, from that generation of movies, um, Topher Grace, who played Venom, I think he would have made an amazing Peter Parker for that series. Because Peter Parker is basically Eric Foreman from the 70s show. Like, Eric Foreman is pretty much a Peter Parker. And Topher Grace has impeccable timing and is hilarious and and snarky. And I really feel like he would have really been able to bring a lot more life to the quips in the suit. Um, I, I just feel like, as much as I enjoyed the movies, and I did, I, I'm not, this is not a knock on Toby at all. No. Um, because I, I still loved his performance and I still loved the movies in general. Mm -hmm. um, I, I still feel like, like it would have been a snappier Peter, a snappier Spider-Man with somebody like Topher. Mm, that's interesting that's, take. That's my, my unpopular opinion. My no, take. no, I love it. I'll ask you a couple more because I know you're a very busy man and you got to get back to that Minecraft. Has it already been an hour? It's already been an hour, yeah. We're flying no way. by. That's, that this means we're fly. having fun. That means we're having yeah, fun. Yeah, we are having fun, man. Um, Absolutely. Horizon Zero Dawn is one of my favorite games, man. Now, I'm going to flex again for you. First right. first person to get the platinum trophy in the world. What? Yeah. You're a world first? World first, all right. That's amazing, man. Congrats on Although that. Although I had it I had it early, so it's a bit of a cheat. Still, though, I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that, that's a flex. Okay, thank that you. That's absolutely a flex. Now, I know, I know you're in it, so talk to me about that. Was that mocap voice? That How did that work? That was mocap. That was yeah. a mocap role. Uh, went into the Sony stages to do it, and uh, yeah, yeah, no, that was super fun. That that was super fun. I actually haven't even played the game yet. I have it sitting here. What? I, maybe I'll. Yeah, no. Come I, I'll, on, I'll Josh. No, I'm getting my PS4 in here soon. <laughs> I'll be able to uh, stream a playthrough because I've been really, really wanting to play that. Like everything that I've seen from the uh, from the trailers and everything, and some of the the in-game stuff that I've seen oh. streamed, it looks incredible. So I really, really want to play it. Um, my wife wants to play it, and I told her I'm playing it first because I'm in it. And <laughs> it's 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 one of my benefits. Uh, yeah, so I, I definitely I definitely want to play it that. Might, I'll probably stream that. It'll sure. probably look nice on PS5, man. I don't know if they did an upgrade, sure. but uh, sure. yeah, because the PS5 upscales, right? Yeah, I don't know for that specific game if there's a little upgrade or anything yet, but there okay. might be. But either way, it'll look good. It looks good on PS4. 
still to this day. I can't so, wait to do that. I can't yeah. wait to do that. You're an RPG fan, so you should love it, man. Yeah, no, I love RPGs. I never. I, I remember the first one I ever played was Dragon Warrior uh, on the original on the Nintendo Entertainment System, and they uh, they would give it to you for free when you would subscribe to their magazine. When you when you would subscribe to Nintendo Power, they'd give you like a free copy of Dragon Warrior, and um, unfortunately, I never beat it because I had very overbearing parents who wouldn't really let me play video games at all. So I had a Nintendo, and I got to play it maybe once every couple months for. Yeah. A few hours that day, and then I had to go back into their room locked away. Special occasion, and, yeah. Yeah, total special occasion. And it's like, how do, how do you play an RPG when you get to play a few hours a month? Like, you just, you can't. So I, I liked Mario games at the time. I still love Mario games. I'm a big, huge, I'm a platforming fanatic. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love platforming really? games. Really? Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Like Rayman, like... Uh, oh, Rayman is incredible. Yeah? That's still one of our favorites, yeah. I played that on the Wii U, um, and then um, and then played it also on the, the 360, Rayman Legends. What a game. Yeah, very super underrated. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, super fun. Little Big Planet was great. Um, all Little Big them. Planet, you're a fan. Wow. Oh, yeah. Love yeah, it, yeah. man. Great yeah, game. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, all the Mario games are still great. Like, even the, the, the one um, – I'm still partial to the classics. Like I love, I love Super Mario Two, Super Mario Three, Super Mario World, um, Super Mario. Uh, the the new ones that came out for um, for Wii U, and then also they're now on Switch as well. Um, Feels like there's a new one every year, but they still got the quality. They do, man. They really bring it every time. They they manage to take something that is so old and been done so many times, and it always feels fresh, but still true to the original intent. Like I don't know how they do it. No, I don't know how they me, me either. And what about Mad Max, mate? Because that's another bit of an underrated Max. game that I loved, and I know you had a really fun character in that. That was that. a super fun character. I got to do mocap for that as well. Um, was that mocap as well? Yeah, See, yeah, you've done a lot of mocap. That was my very first mocap job, and you could see how how far the mocap technology has has changed because now when you do mocap, you literally have a previs screen in you have previs screens all around you where you can kind of see the volume and you can see like the representations of what what set pieces are going to be there. So when you're interacting with like a tape square, if you look up on the screen, you see your character kind of in real time, like like Homer Simpson with the animation episode. You see your character, you know, and it's rough animation. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you get you can you can move. It knows what your fingers are doing. It it doesn't do any of the face tracking. But you know everything that you do with your body, it, it, you can see it live, and you can see it kind of in this environment. So it really helps your imagination and everything. Um, and they they can pull the footage. I mean they can they can record from that and then play it back. They can move the camera around just after the fact. They can do whatever they want. It's amazing. But back in those days. You didn't know if you got the shot until after they finished the day and took the hard drives and imported and pulled the data from the hard drives and then saw if it was okay. Hold on. This was only in 2014, 2015. <laughs> really? You didn't have previews at all. What? You didn't have I don't believe Nothing. you, Josh. <laughs> it's crazy. No, it was Shit. crazy. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. when did this tech, tech coming in? Just recently? No, I mean, it... Probably within a year or so after that, they started doing previews. Oh, and okay. back then, the previews wasn't even really all that good. Now it's like before then, the previews wasn't live. So they would be able to pull it off after the take and then check it. And then now it's it's live. It's getting more and more detailed. Like 
before when I did the first knack, there was no finger movement. It was just, you know, hands. I, I had no idea knack. Sorry to cut you off. I didn't know knack was mocap either because I had Jennifer <laughs> Hale on and she said she did mocap for it. Yeah, they were completely mocapped. I couldn't believe it. But that, yeah. that, that goes to show the animation and is spot on, isn't it? So it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So when's the and last- Those were fun games. Like, I, oh. I, I feel like- um, like knack one, knack one kind of harkened back to original platforming where it was really difficult. And I feel like a lot of today's gamers were frustrated with that because they're used to checkpoints. They're used to all of this and they're not used to punishing platformers. I think, it got, and, I think it got an unfair rap. I, I think it did too. And, and a lot of the, a lot of the criticisms that gamers had for it were completely addressed in knack two. Like they, they increased the move set. They, they had other puzzles that were put into it. Like it was Everything that was a complaint from people about Knack One, they totally addressed in Knack Two, and Knack Two was a great game. Um, it, it, I, and and even Knack One was a great game. Like those were, they were they were great in the fact that they were they were easy to pick up no matter who you were. My kids were probably three and four. They couldn't even get their hands around a controller, and they picked it up and they were able to start playing it. And mm. that was what actually taught them to play video games. Um, and now they're, they're crushing it, man. They, they've beaten Lego games. They've done all this other stuff in just in, in a couple of years. And mm -hmm. that was the first game that they picked up. And it was, it was easy enough for them to get started on where they, they're full on gamers now. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. 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 Do you prefer the second one or the first? Um, I, I like the, I, I really enjoy how much more in depth the second one goes. I like puzzles, so that has a lot more. I like the expanded move set that's in that. Um, but there's a there's a fun simplicity to the first one um, that that I really like. It it felt like a platformer from my from my era. Yeah, is that Mark Cerny that that was Mark Cerny? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you ever meet him? Yeah. Of course, he was in he was in the the sessions every single day. That guy, every day. that guy just he just seems like he's way smarter than me. I'll never be as smart as this guy. Way smarter than a lot of people, man. Like, <laughs> his brain is like is like a supercomputer. It's crazy. But he's a really sweet guy. And it's funny because like when you first meet him, he can be very intimidating. Um really? but yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then but then after you're around him for a little while, like he'll just kind of tell a joke and he very similar energy to like Bruce Tim, where really very intimidating at first until they they do something where it's like did they just make a joke and then after that it's like the floodgates are opened and then it's just like you know you're you're joking with yeah them. right just a bit of ease ease period absolutely <clears throat> um canna what game or character would you like to be a part of in the future josh if any hmm let's see let's see uh wolverine i'd love to be in a, be in a, a borderlands game like oh I, yeah I would, I, lo I love that series. Like I, I can't get enough of that that world. You know the the world that they've made, uh, Pandora and everything, and and the characters that inhabit it. I, I love that. I, I I and and just the whole fact that it's like this this late 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 stage capitalism type uh, type world with like the scummy CEOs that rule these planets and everybody's slaves. And it's just I feel like there's so much social commentary in that, and it's it's kind of hilarious and and sad. But um, no, I, I I would love to be in in that series. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there, there's a, there's a, I gotta, I gotta catch up on a lot of the current games because as you've said, you know, I've been, I've been so deep into Minecraft and Warcraft that, that, uh, that a lot of the current stuff has really just escaped my eye and, uh, yeah, yeah I gotta, yeah. I gotta reintroduce myself into it. <laughs> Trev, Josh, you were unreal as Ocelot 
in Metal Gear Solid 3, but my earliest memory of you was Crispy in Area 51, an underrated oh classic. Thanks for the memories. That is that is a, a classic, underrated classic. That was actually the first time I ever met Nolan North because he had just kind of moved out to do stuff. And he was, I, I, he was either in that game or he was recording a game in the same studio. And uh, I remember I had just started dating my now wife, like just started dating her. And he does an amazing Christopher Walken. So I actually had him call her as Christopher Walken. Oh, yeah, yeah. Love it. Man. That's so, so uh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what a superstar he is, hey? Yeah, he's he's awesome. Really cool guy. Who, who don't you know in the business, man? You, you, is there anyone you're yet to meet? I think you've named them all. Yeah, I know it's it's. I know a lot of people. I mean, yeah. I've been I've been in this business for my entire life, pretty much. So, yeah. um, in in terms of uh, in terms of in terms of voice actors, it's it it's growing, but it tends to be a pretty small community. So it's um, I know what you, you mean. Know, everybody yeah. kind of knows. Yeah. But I don't understand how you're 42. I, I just still don't believe it. I don't either, man. I don't know where the time went. I really don't. Like, I don't feel 42. I don't. No, I, but you're I, young. I, you're I, young. These kids from somewhere. <laughs> like, I, don't, I, I guess, you know what it is? Like, I, growing up, again, very overbearing parents, um, child actor. So you kind of end up having a little bit of the Peter Pan syndrome. Um, but again, like I wasn't allowed to watch PG 13 movies literally until I was 13. Um, I was not allowed to watch rated R movies until I was 17 and I was scared enough of my parents where I didn't test them on it. So in terms of like culture and all that, like stuff that I should have kind of been growing up with, um, there's a lot of stuff that I never saw that I never got to experience at, at that age, you know? So I think just kind of being held back a little bit kind of stunted me in in some weird way where like i'm i'm now where i should have been or yeah like 10 years ago maybe or i don't know Ah, okay so you didn't rebel or anything you were you were pretty not until i was an adult when i was an adult then i kind of rebelled and moved out and the thing is is that when you have overbearing parents like it's still not you're still not expected to like move out. You're still expected to like live at home. And especially like my mom is real, you know, Latina and, and there's a, and she immigrated here from Peru. So there's like a lot of the old country uh, mentality where you don't move out, you don't move out until you're married. And like, but then how do you even date when you have that kind of, that kind of culture, it's just very suffocating, you know? So I think arrested development, you know, but, um, yeah, you know, but and I mean, a lot of the stuff that I like is just is just geeky stuff, and I feel like I feel like things like games keep you young. You know, they, you 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 have to use your brain so much, and uh, and you're constantly uh, exposed to so many stories, and even acting. You know, all that stuff. It uh, it it. I guess it kind of keeps you young. You yeah, know? people people don't believe you're 42. They're early 30s, 35 Sometimes. at max. Thank you. I Thank honestly you. It makes me feel great. 30 35 <laughs> max is what you're looking. I'm telling you. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> I don't know what you're using, what moisturizers or what what your what your wife's feeding you or you're cooking I'm, up. I'm using a smoothing filter on uh, on Zoom. Oh, that's what it is. So we've got wrinkles everywhere without the Zoom filter. In in real life my skin's just falling off my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it, man. Um any upcoming projects you can talk about? I know we talked NDAs and that, but is there anything Ooh, you can no, talk about uh, besides obviously not. everyone should buy Shadowlands and get involved. Yeah, with check out Shadowlands for sure. That's that's one thing I can talk about because it's it it's out. Um, there's a bunch. Man, there's so much work that I did during the pandemic that is not out yet. But um, again, I can't talk about it. There's a couple of Netflix shows. Um, 
yeah, probably two, possibly three. Um, I'm, I'm in the, uh, the Dota, the Dota show that's on Netflix right now. I'm also in, uh, It's Pony, um, which you should check out because it's a fun show. And, uh, let's, I'm also streaming on twitch.tv slash space padre. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely stuff coming down the pike, but it's, there's really nothing that I can, I can talk there's about. There's some video it. games coming that I might, video be, games coming I might be excited yeah. about, Josh. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, for okay. sure. Okay. For sure. All yeah. right. <laughs> the return of some things and whoa, stop, yeah. stop, Josh. I'll, I'll, Don't get I'll in trouble. It. Don't I'll get in trouble. That. No, that, 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 that could be, that could be so many things. No, I know. So. <laughs> uh, no, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'll have to have you back. Um, whenever yeah, these... no, I'd love to come on, man. This, this hour literally flew by. Like, this is how I'm 42 because the time just goes and you don't know where it goes and you don't feel like it went anywhere, but but it has. <laughs> it flies when you're having fun, man. No, I, I hope you had fun. I really appreciate you I, taking I did, the time. Man. I had a great time. Man. Great to talk to. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Um, guys, make sure you follow Josh on Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, get a cameo. Am I missing anything, Josh? Uh, let's see. There's a uh, Instagram is Instagram. My name on Instagram is Space Padre. My name on Twitter is just Josh Keaton. Uh, YouTube is Josh Keaton. Twitch is Space Padre. Um, so yeah, if you look for either Josh Keaton or Space Padre, that's that's where it's going to be. And cameo if you want to get a shout out or uh, you know little uh, little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. Love I'll, I'll be I'll be at conventions probably this year as well because they're starting starting back up. And uh, and I've gotten vaccinated, so I should be okay. Oh, nice, nice. That'll be fun. That'll be exciting to get back in there. Yeah. Although it's a bit of a sweat. Hopefully, I'll do and... one in uh, in Australia, man. Like, yeah, I know that they have conventions out in Australia. They they do those double conventions and all that. Um, the reason I couldn't do them before was because of that job I told you about way at the beginning of our conversation, the the um, the gossip show, because I had to do that literally every day. Um, so I had like a travel rig, and and if I wasn't at home, if I had to do like if I had to do, um, like if I had to do an on-camera thing or a session, I literally had to do this job from the car. So I had a setup that I could do it from the car. And, uh, and, and I mean, with the time zones and all that, because it's so different in Australia. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I understand. It's really difficult to do, to do that, but that gig's gone now. So I don't really have to worry about that as much. So yeah, no, hopefully there's, uh, oh, man. hopefully there's some Aussie cons in my future. Well, if, if so, we'll have to grab a beer, mate. Oh. Absolutely. I would love it. Love it, man. Well, thank you so much. Um, before I let you go, is there anything, anything Anderwin can say to Dan to wrap this one up? Um, yes, <laughs> Champion Dan, light be with you. <laughs> thank Keep you. It man. Short. That's yes. it, man. No, thank you so much, man. Uh, have a great day. Enjoy your Minecraft session. And, thank you very uh, much. Don't die. Deep in the Nether. Don't die to those creepers, will you? Oh, man. It's the ghasts that have been getting me, man. Oh, no, no, no. Not even the ghasts. The ghasts are okay. Magma cubes? Oh, I they can F off. <laughs> I hate them so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I look forward to doing this again. I appreciate right, it, man. brother. Take care. Have a good one.